The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Top of the morning to you. Welcome into the broadcast. We are focusing on Middle Tennessee State University today. Big blue, that's right, big blue country, MTSU. Gina Poff is our first guest on the program. She is the director of the new student and family programs at Middle Tennessee State University. Gina, good morning to you. Good morning. Good to have you with us today. Tell us about some of the special customs activities coming up and uh, some of the dates and what it's all about. Okay. Uh, Customs is our new student program for incoming freshmen. It's an orientation to campus. It's a a way for us to show our new students coming in all about the environment and the people and the food and all of the uh, resources that are available to our incoming students, freshmen and our transfer students. And we also think that our parent and guests of our students are very important and they need the same information. So um, we run an orientation program. The name of it, the, the theme of it is customs, similar to when you're traveling abroad and you enter into a new country. Um, we use the theme of, of that station, making sure that we've uh, got everything prepared, that we've given you as much information about your new stop and your new adventure and um, the same way with our freshmen and transfers we want to make sure as they are coming in they're as prepared as possible and we've shared all that we possibly can about our um, about our campus and and the ability for them to be part of our new community are the majority of the new students who come on campus are most of them fresh out of high school our, we do have a large freshman uh, class and um, we have we offer 15 freshman sessions uh, custom sessions for those folks, and um, they are, um, a lot of them still haven't even graduated. We have one starting tomorrow, and I know not all of Rutherford County or Tennessee or other states have graduated from from, co- from high school yet, so they're they're starting this, this college experience before they actually walk the stage, so um, we know they've got a lot going on in their, in their worlds right now, so we try to, to make it... Um, easy for them, understandable, enjoyable, and relaxing. We also have a good number of transfers that come. Our transfers have an option. Because we know they are a little bit more experienced in uh, the college world, they have the opportunity to either attend an on-campus session where they come and just like our freshmen get sort of experience, the campus, the community, um, actually get the feel of, of what, we, what, what the vibe is at MTSU. And um, they can do that, or they can choose an, a virtual option, which allows them to do our virtual orientation and have a virtual uh, Zoom meeting with their ca- uh, academic advisor. So um, it allows them to sort of make the decision on what's best for where they are in their uh, college career. What kind? Of, let's look at the uh, fresh out of high school people who are coming to customs. What is the biggest challenge for them? And then they may not know the biggest challenge until they get here and actually are into their college career. That is true. I think a lot of them are very nervous um, about the challenges academically and the new social aspect. You know, they've been with a lot of these um, high schooler students 
for 12 years if they started in kindergarten. So they, you know, they've got a lot of um, familiarity, and this is very unfamiliar uh, waters. So um, they are uh, probably nervous, and um, a lot of them are concerned about, can I academically um, handle this different work? Is it going to be too challenging? And what we really want them to know is that there are so many resources on our campus to to allow them to grow and um, challenge themselves, but really sort of learn world life. And um, the social aspect is very important as well. So during customs, we, we, plan, we plan fun. There's a, a huge yard party with live music and student organizations and campus um, resources and, and departments out to sort of just greet them and, and, and say, hey, look, this is, this is going to be an awesome experience. Make this what you want it. Um, and, and we have the academic advisors there to guide them through the advising experience, selecting their classes, understanding what, what those classes are going to look like over not just their first semester but on into their, their planning of their college career. So it, it's a great prep work. It's great um, it, it's a great time for them to sort of make those connections and network with the people that are here to help them through the four years that they're here. You know, during those four years, you can really do some great things that would set your future into forward motion, uh, but you can't go back and do some of them again, so you need to be there and aware to get involved. Do you find that's right. that that's the biggest thing people don't get involved as much as they should? I, I do think that. I think people are a little apprehensive at first about, is this, am I biting off too much, and will I be able to handle all of this if I choose to do these additional things? But what what they will soon find out is that they're going to make connections and and meet people that can write recommendation letters for them as they're finishing, you know, into a, or going into an internship, or they'll meet the person that they have an internship with. So it's it's about being involved in your classroom, but the enhancement and enrichment of all these involvement activities, whether it's student organizations that are connected to their uh, majors or their interests or if it's uh, undergraduate research where they're researching with a, with a professor or a faculty member on campus to learn about what they want to do for the rest of their lives. It's, it's those kinds of experiences that you can't always find in a classroom that really do, um, I think, sort of make the whole experience worthy and make, make you feel like you have a complete uh, experience um, with with many, many people that you might not have ever met if you had just gone straight into the workforce. So um, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity, and we do try to set that framework up when they come to Customs. We're trying to make sure that they've connected with those people that can lead them down those paths that will um, expand and enrich their, their futures. I see a lot of people getting involved in student government, and that leads to some great training opportunities that – you can last and benefit from throughout your life. That's correct. Um, our student government is a great force and a great voice for our campus students. Um, we've had so many, um, I'd love to give you names, we've had so many um, orientation assistants that work with our customs program 
that have led our incoming freshmen, and then they were in the Student Government Association, and now they're in um, our running our cities, our political uh, world. So um, our own Murfreesboro mayor was one of my orientation assistants many, many years ago. So it is it really sort of is the the launch launching pad for so many opportunities for the rest of their lives. So it's a it's a really great experience if you really jump in and take take hold of it but you have as a student my advice always is is to just try a little bit of everything make sure that you're um, finding the things that really interest you you your 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 interests may change as you uh, from what you think you are going to do when you walk in as a an 18 year old freshman to what you might be as, as a junior it really could it really expand when you are taking that time and effort to explore the world. And so all of this is available during customs, whether you're there in person or whether you're taking a virtual tour of the campus. That's correct. Um, we, we offer um, the virtual piece, and all of our students, even though they're coming onto campus, um, our freshmen specifically, are required to do an online module for uh, customs. It gives you sort of the base work. We call it the homework that you need to do before you come to customs. Just like when you go to class, you don't walk in without reading the chapters that you're going to cover in class, or you should read those chapters. We offer the customs online as a, as a basic homework for preparation for coming to campus. It allows you to get information, but it allows you to form questions about things that you might not have even thought about. And then while you're on campus, you can check that list off and uh, make sure that you understand and make sure that you meet the people or um, turn in information to be part of things. Um, so Customs Online gives you that base work and then allows you to enjoy. It's a great complement to what our on-campus um, experience is. Very good. Uh, before we leave your segment of the broadcast this morning, uh, is there a contact number that the public needs to know about for signing up for customs or getting to be a part of the uh, sure. virtual tour? Sure. All of our information is on our website, which is mtsu.edu forward slash customs. Um, our office number is 615-898-5533. And, you know, we'd be glad to answer questions, um, make sure we're guiding you in the right direction. If a student, if an incoming student has been tentatively admitted, they would be eligible to sign up for one of these dates. Um, and then it will further explain kind of the process um, with the sign-up, the online piece, and then the on-campus piece. So um, all of it's available there, and we're glad to, to help people um, in the right direction getting started off on the right foot. All righty. Well, very good. Gina, thank you so much for sharing that with us today. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me, and I'm glad to hope to see all these new freshmen and transfers very soon. Very good. Thanks again. Talk to you later. That's Gina Poff, the director of the New Student and Family Programs. And if you're a new student getting ready to go to MGSU, you need to check out that customs program. Take full advantage of it. And as Gina said, get involved. The Wake Up Crow, weekday morning, 6 to 7.50. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Find it at the ReStore, yeah. Welcome to the ReStore. What are you looking for today? Do you have any area rugs? We got it. 
And all of our lighting is 50% off here at the ReStore. Find it at the ReStore. If you need trim or molding, come on down here to see us at the ReStore. The Habitat ReStore at 850 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Murfreesboro. Remember, we got it today, but it may be gone tomorrow. Find it at the ReStore, yeah. Hi, this is Jenny at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. For decades, Ryan's Flowers has been the good neighbor flower shop. Came across a lady like that. And it was on a chilly night. She almost didn't answer the door. And at the last minute she did. She was so happy. The look on her face is just overwhelming. Every order from Ryan's is for a good neighbor. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. To make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak, where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go, you can get pastas or chicken. You know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. And this is the day we are focusing on Middle Tennessee State University. About to have some exciting times. Students are getting ready to come back. Customs are getting all together. And we're going to be talking now with Dr. Michelle Stevens, the director of the Center for Fairness, Justice, and Equality with the MTSU College of Education. Dr. Stevens, good morning to you. Good Good to have you with us on this beautiful, beautiful day. Tell us a little about the Tennessee Teach Back Initiative. What is the purpose of it? Well, so the TTBI, the Tennessee Teach Back Initiative, is a recruitment uh, program that was uh, created by the Center for Fairness, Justice, and Equity in the College of Education. And this recruitment program is um, really geared to going and finding high-achieving students, seniors and juniors throughout the state who are interested in becoming teachers um, and interested in coming, becoming teachers at MTSU. Um, And so that recruitment program, we are going to be working with districts across the state um, and um, having some a little bit of support um, in terms of finding these interested students and bringing them here. They will be supported financially by that district. Um, And once we do all of the things with them, helping them become a great educator, a difference maker, then they go back to that supporting district and they work there. And so it's a win-win for everyone. Now, MTSU is known for 
teaching teachers. Absolutely. And, uh, the teaching profession has gotten sort of a bad rap for the past few years. Are you finding that changing? And what are the areas that teachers are wanting to uh, move into these days? What's exciting the students the most about becoming a teacher these days? Well, you know, in the College of Education, all of our faculty members, the whole college, we know that our students are difference makers and they are going to be difference makers. And so what this means is making sure that our students are equipped with the best um, and most innovative practices um, when it comes to culturally centered practice, when it comes to all of those different pedagogies. Um, We are trying to make sure that our students are equipped for all of the changes that are happening happening in um, the education field, but also um, being able to uh, pour into these young people, right? And we we talk about difference makers, and difference makers comes in all different forms. This is um, encouraging students, empowering them, teaching them all of the knowledge that they need to then become difference makers themselves. So I think that our students are really um, interested and very excited about working with young people and helping them develop and grow into um, innovators and leaders and um, just leaders in the field and also just leaders in the world. Now, I know that uh, University President Dr. Sidney McPhee is so very proud of the relationship with the Homer Pittard Campus School right there on campus. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's a perfect tie for teachers. Absolutely. Tell us a, a little about that connection. A lot of people don't know about it. Well, <clears throat> so. So MTSU actually started as a teaching school, excuse me, and um, we actually hosted our celebration um, of our partnership with SCORE there last Monday, um, where we were able to um, really announce the commitment that SCORE um, has uh, really given to the Tennessee Teach Back Initiative in providing um, um, about $90,000 per year, hopefully for three years, to fund a recruitment and engagement engagement specialist position um, that will really help us launch this initiative. And so we were so grateful for um, Dr. King, um, the principal of um, Campus School, to open her doors and allow us to, to actually have that celebration there. And tell us a little more about the uh, SCORE program. I know you've mentioned it, but let's go a little deeper into that. Uh, first of all, what does SCORE stand for? It's, so SCORE is the Tennessee State Collaboration on the Reform of Education, um, and that is a, um, a nonprofit um, that, w- that is uh, um, managed, and the president is uh, David Mansuri. And that organization really supports other entities in the state to make sure that our students, our K-12 through elementary, middle high school students are getting the best education um, in in an equitable fashion. Now, is there uh, an agreement being signed today? No. So that was last week. Last week. Yes, 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 yes. So that was was actually the celebration or um, ceremony that we had with the agreement that SCORE would... um, 
really helped to support us in launching this program um, and providing funding to actually hire a full-time recruitment and engagement specialist. Um, And we are hoping that that person will be in place um, by July 1. Um, But a lot of the the paperwork and a lot of those steps are being done now as we're, um, we already have lots of partnerships with um, the districts, the school districts around the state. And so what we're doing is we are strengthening those partnerships and trying to build new ones. Um, so when that person comes on board, we'll be ready to go out and recruit some some folks to come and be Tennessee Teachback Scholars is what we'll be calling them. Now, will they have special reimbursements, special pay, special bonuses uh, to go to certain school systems? Absolutely. So what will happen is we will have a... Um, uh, an, an MOU or an agreement with one particular or um, hopefully it'll be several within the state, right? Um, so we're going to have an agreement where that school system will be um, willing to cover last dollar scholarships um, for the students who will be coming here. And what that means is a lot of our students um, are eligible for presidential scholarships and other kinds of forms of scholarships and sometimes um, eligible. And so anything that's not covered by those scholarships, by um, different grants, then that school system will then cover that. Um, and so what will happen is a lot of the, of the retention efforts will be done here. So we have established a le- living and learning community um, for our students. There are going to be some opportunities for networking and mentoring. Um, and we're going to be using some of the already established support systems on campus like the Office of Student Success and things like that. Once they graduate, they will then go back to that partnering district, the one that supported them from the very beginning, and then they will they will uh, work as a teacher for as long as they've been supported. So if they were supported for four years, then they will work for four years. So if they want to be considered for this, Is it too late? I mean, does the student have to make the step forward and say, hey, I want to be in that program? You know, it is not too late. And we do have a website um, and um, all we have a website and they can call our office um, at um, the Fairness, Justice and Equity Center. You can uh, find that information. Um, And also what will happen is we will then go to that partner district and make sure that that partnership is already in place. And so students, um, if they're interested in being a part of it, can send an email to michelle.stevens at mtsu.edu and or um, partner districts. And so we should be um, really ramping up this recruitment part of it this summer. Um, And we're really excited about that. Okay, so they probably to, to take really full advantage of it, Call your office and and learn more about this. Absolutely. This is going to be big for for students. Oh, yes. Now, when you find this uh, students looking for jobs, do they start first? Do they want to go back home and get a job where they went to school? Or what's, uh, what's going through their mind as they near graduation? You know, I think it depends, and I think it varies from student to student. We do have students who want to um, maybe stay here around the Middle Tennessee area, but then we have students who come from all over the state, and they do want to go back, and that's the great thing about the Tennessee Teach Back Initiative. We're also, so we're focusing on under 
under-resourced or underserved um, school districts and populations, but we're also focused on rural districts as well. And so we also know that um, when we talk about um, a quote-unquote teacher shortage, that is impacting those areas really heavily. And so we're really focusing on recruiting from there so that we can help inc- increase the, the number of, of uh, teachers who are actually serving there. Are the smaller school systems the ones that are having the biggest challenge? I think everyone's having a challenge at this point. Um, and, I, and I think that the school systems that are impacted the most are those, those rural ones and those under-resourced or underserved populations. So if it was real estate, you'd say it's a buyer's market. <laughs> but since we're looking for teachers, it's a teacher's Teacher market. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, so the Tennessee Teach Back Initiative is not just recruiting teachers just for the sake of it. It's also making sure that folks know that teaching is a viable option, right, in terms of a career. It's an amazing career. And I think it's important that that narrative gets out. Now, do the students get really enough classroom experience uh, because they have to have that Mm -hmm. experience? It'd be nothing more frightening than to be right there in the classroom and say, what did I, why did I do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) our students get so much experience from the very beginning. They have observation hours. They, um, in all of our, we have so many programs, it would be hard for me to list all of them. But in all of the programs, um, they have opportunities, even before they get into the teacher education program. Program, to go into schools, um, almost like um, mini practicums or residencies, right? They're able to go in and to experience what it's like to be in the classroom to make sure that this is what they want to do. Um, and so we do have lots of um, opportunities for that. That's where Campus School and other partners comes in, right? Because they open their, their doors and they allow our teachers to go in and get so much experience. Now, for people who are called, and, and I think you've run into some professional students. <laughs> I love to go to college. I mean, and do they continue and uh, get their master's degree and then say, I think I'll wait a little bit longer. And they get their PhD. And then they say, okay, let me get a job. Uh, does that happen very often? Well, I think it does. I think it varies. Um, and, you know, I think it, it, when we talk about in the College of Education, we have several different programs, graduate programs, and also um, undergraduate programs. And so we kind of find that, you know, it varies. Some, some teachers or some students want to go in and go straight into the classroom. Some want to become school counselors. Um, and that's a, mas- that's a master's or a, um, a specialist in education. So that's a graduate program. We also have a library program where they want to do that. And so um, we just celebrate all of our students that want to come in and, 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 and study with the College of Education on so many different levels. So it really does vary. So if you're listening and you decide, I want to be a teacher, it's sounding good. I want to do it. Uh, you need to start talking early yes. so that you can take advantage of everything that's available uh, Dr. Michelle Stevens is with us this morning, and should they call you, or where, where should they start? So, we, I, I can give the number, the Tennessee Teach Back Initiative, it's 615-898-2297, and we also have um, a website, and I'm going to pull that up right now, um, do, 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 do. okay. That website is uh, www.mtsu.edu backslash education 
backslash TTBI. And so if you go to, if you just type in Tennessee Teach Back Initiative, that website should pull up. Um, You can get all of that information there. There are forms. If you're interested, you can fill out that form and give us some information, whether you're a student or whether you are a a potential partnering district. Um, We are super excited. And um, even if you go onto the FJE's website, you can get that information as well. And the phone number again? The phone number is, um, <laughs> so, you didn't know I was going to ask that no, again, did you? <laughs> no, you're keeping me on my toes. I love it. Um, the phone number is, um, uh, 615-898-2297. All righty. Well, we do thank you for joining us and sharing that information with us this morning about the Tennessee Teach Back Initiative. So much happening. And so many ways to take advantage of the opportunities being offered at Middle Tennessee State University. Our guest during this segment, Dr. Michelle Stevens, the director of the Center for Fairness, Justice, and Equality within the MTSU College of Education. Dr. Stevens, thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. Stay with us. We're going to learn more. Big Blue. There are places where people talk, and then there are places that people talk about. News Radio WGNS is both on air, online, and on the phone. Here's a question. What do you want from your electric co-op? Fast response if the power goes out. An app that keeps me informed. Tips to lower my monthly bill. Communication on things that matter to me. Done, 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 done. I want to know everything. Everything? Well, young lady, let me show you the MyMTE app. Energy Service Life. That's Middle Tennessee Electric. We're here to get done what matters most to you. Learn more at MTE.com. WGNS is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. MTE's EV Car Club has hundreds of members and growing. EV owners, enthusiasts, and anyone interested in learning more about electric vehicles is encouraged to sign up at MTE.com slash EV Car Club. Hey, fellas, need an annual health exam for work or just to start the year prioritizing your health? I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. Typically, it's completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Holden Hardware has been serving the hardware needs of this community since 1948. This is Raleigh Holden, Jr. I want to thank our many customers who have helped to keep us in business all these years. I also want to invite those who may be new to this community or have not been in the store lately to visit us. Come experience a unique hardware buying atmosphere with wood floors, old furniture and fixtures, along with a helpful and knowledgeable sales staff. Holden Hardware on the west side of the public square since 1948. See a few scattered showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. Partial sunshine develops a high in the upper 80s. Tonight's slight chance for rain and storms, a low of 65. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuichitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 69. 
Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Talk with the police chief, the mayor, and other local leaders about issues that concern you. The Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekdays at 810 on WGNS. Welcome back. We are continuing our conversation about Middle Tennessee State University. And this morning in this segment, we're going to be finding out about the Air Race Classic. That sounds exciting to me anyway. Now we're going to be visiting with some folks from MTSU's Aerospace Department. Brianna McDonald is with us this morning. Brianna, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good to have you with us today. And you have with us uh, Alicia Smith, who is a student at MTSU and a pro pilot major and a pilot for the uh, for the flight coming up. Are you ready? I feel ready. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, very good. And uh, also, uh, let's see, the director of the aerospace safety program in the MTSU Aerospace Department. Meredith Boardman. Meredith, good morning. Good morning. Good to have you with us. First of all, what is the great, uh, the Air Race Classic, the 2023 Air Race Classic? Where is it? What is it? What's it all about? Sure. So it's actually a pretty historic event. It started back in the 20s. The first one was 1929, I believe, and Amelia Earhart was actually in that one. Uh, But the Air Race Classic organization has sought to continue women's air racing and um, this year, it, it starts in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and finishes in Homestead, Florida. Um, each year, it covers about 2,400 nautical miles, and it's a race of flight planning and strategy, decision-making. Um, so it's a really awesome opportunity for these ladies to really um, fine-tune their skills and show off what we have going on here in the MTSU Department of Aerospace. I understand it's about to begin. It's pretty soon. Yep. June 20th is the start. That'll be here before we know it. So uh, are you ready? I feel re- yeah, I'm excited. We've been preparing for it. Uh, we actually got the uh, notification that we were selected to be in the air race back in February. And since then, we've been preparing for it and making sure we're ready to go all 2,400 miles. Now, what type of plane will you be flying? We'll be flying one of the Diamond DA-40s that we actually use for flight training. We've been lucky enough that the school is letting us borrow one for the air race, and I'm so excited because these are some of the nicest airplanes that I've ever flown before. So are you looking at becoming a professional pilot? Yeah, I'm actually wanting... The end goal for right now is to fly for FedEx one day, Uh, but to get there, I need to be a flight instructor at uh, MTSU until I hit a thousand hours, go to a regional airlines, and then go to FedEx. It's quite a bit of a process, so I'm glad to have some uh, fun flight experiences like this mixed in there. So you start with the regional airlines, and then you go to flying freight. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. 
what makes you want to fly with FedEx as opposed to a commercial airliner? Yeah, so, I mean... One of the main reasons is my dad works there, and second reason is boxes don't complain. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, Brianna, tell us uh, a little bit about the uh, outreach assistance job. What, what, do you, what do you do at MTSU in the program? Yeah, so I actually was a student recently. I just graduated from the professional pilot program, so I also am a pilot, and I'm also flying um, in the race with Alyssa here, um, but... I also got the opportunity to kind of create um, with my outreach coordinator a job position for myself to do um, outreach for the university and the aerospace department. So I work under um, Savannah Richardson, our outreach coordinator, um, and we work to um, work with prospective students, um, do industry outreach. So I've gotten to travel to multiple events around the country, just like Oshkosh, one of the biggest air shows in the country, um, and I got to work um talking to students walking by our booth at Oshkosh. I've also gotten to go uh, representing my student organization, Women in Aviation, um, to California this past year with Alyssa as well um, and get to exhibit at our MTSU booth and talk to other students and industry partners just about our program. So it's been a really great opportunity. Let's talk a little more about this with Meredith Boardman, who is the director of the Aerospace Safety Program at MTSU. Uh, everybody's needing pilots. Everybody's needing control tower operators. That puts a lot of pressure on you, doesn't it, on the whole program? Sure. We've seen unprecedented growth in the last few years to meet that um, need. And I think, fortunately, the department has continued to bolster its resources, both people and airplanes. We're, we just took delivery of some new DA-40s, and we've We've always got Seminoles on the way, too, so we're really trying to keep up with the industry demand and um, also just continue not just in the number of pilots we develop, but the quality and, and seeking other ways to technologically advance our program. At first, we were hearing a lot of conversation about the need for airport control tower operators, and then uh, after that sort of got in everybody's mind, we started hearing about the number of pilots that are retiring, and nobody thought about, hey, retirement's going to happen with everybody. Uh, they didn't think about replacing these people, and suddenly we have a shortage, don't we, in, in all areas of pilots and control tower operators. Yeah, it, it's significant. Um, you, you talk to or hear from any of the airlines at this point, they're, they're hurting for pilots. So fortunately, us as an aerospace department that develops aviation professionals we're in a good place to to meet that demand and with brianna and alicia over here uh that means big bucks for you i mean you're in demand i, I would think you are 100 percent. yeah a lot of airlines it makes it a lot easier for us to get hired a being women women and b uh just there being a shortage in general makes it very easy for us to get into the industry. The more people I talk to, the more people there that are like, you're coming in at the right time. Now, have you already experienced that? Were you able to sort of negotiate your salary as you get out of MTSU and pretty well uh, move into a good paying job? I'm hoping to one day. I haven't uh, started talking to airlines yet. I'm waiting until I hit or waiting until I get closer to around a thousand flight hours to start. Okay, so the number of hours you have in the air is, is very important then. Oh, yeah. So, and I'm bringing this up because there may be some people who are listening who either have a child that is starting at MTSU or they are about to start and they don't know what area they, they need to, to get into. And 
certainly money does talk. <laughs> and it uh, might help you if you've had an interest. I guess you, you'd need an interest in, in being a pilot. or I don't know how you'd have an interest in being a control tower operator. That's not quite something that you grow up with. Uh, or is it? Maybe it could be. We have a few concentrations. Pro- professional pilot is the one that you probably hear about the most. But um, we also train maintenance technicians. Um, we've got an aviation ma- or a management program as well. So... We really have a lot of different options. Dispatch as well. Um, so the what is dispatch? I mean, I think of control operator, control tower. Yeah, the any major airline will have a, a pretty hefty dispatch um, department that is really in charge of overseeing the operational control of all of their airplanes. So where are they going, and um, what does the weather look like for that route? How many people are on board? Weight and balance, all sorts of really high responsibility items. Now, Middle Tennessee State University has had a, a phenomenal aerospace program for years. I mean, it's it's not something new for the university, but uh, with all of these additional needs, you are really expanding dramatically. I understand you have a phenomenal opportunity over in Shelbyville. We do. We do. Yes. We've got a big move ahead of us. Um, I mean, with big buildings, you're, I mean, it, you're making it for yourself. I mean, making it the way it's needed. Yeah, absolutely. We've got um, some, some grant money that we're fortunate to um, have received, and we're looking forward to building a facility down there that will really house our growing department. And when you look at that opportunity to expand, uh, will that also include, in addition to learning to fly a plane, will there be some additional opportunities for control tower uh, learning, uh, being a person in that area? Potentially. <laughs> That's okay. probably a little above my pay grade, but um, I, I think that there's definitely potential for that. Um, we're, we're really grateful to have so many good connections with a lot of, a lot of industry partners and, um, and, and the Shelbyville Airport as well and Azure. Um, so we're, we're excited to be working with them and looking at other ways to continue to develop our program into the best one out there. Now, do you learn virtually at first before they get into the real planes? I mean, is there a virtual cockpit that you uh, get into? We do have simulators, but we That's really a word for it, yeah. It? But and Alyssa and, and Bree might be able to speak a little bit better to this since they've gone through the program themselves. But we really try to put the students in the airplane as soon as possible. Um, so much of it is hands-on, um, just muscle memory and, and getting to feel out the airplane. So we try to get them in the actual airplane as soon as possible. Okay. Well, tell us a little about, uh, uh, let's see, did you say this is Brianna who's had some experience? In Both it? of them, yeah. Both of, okay. Both of you uh, sort of jump in on and share about your experience uh, in, in uh, not virtual, but what is it called again? Yeah, so the professional pilot in flying and doing the physical pro pilot flying. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, my first time in an airplane was my first time in an airplane, truly. So um, I actually was not a professional pilot concentration major. When I first started at MTSU, I was our flight dispatch, just like Meredith talked about, because I actually did want to pursue being an air traffic controller. So it's funny you talk about this because it's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but my first flight was a discovery flight that we offered in a class that we had. It's called Theory of Flight, and I got to go up, and it actually changed my mind to being a pilot, so I got to switch and become a professional pilot. 
and start my first flight actually learning the controls um, with an instructor and so we do have simulators that we offer to students but typically they're going to start you know physically getting the airplane you know learning how to um, land take off taxi all the all that good stuff so it, it's a it's a fun ride the one piece of advice I gave myself and this is to anyone who may be listening and interested in the concentration is that don't say no just say yes like just say yes to as long as it's safe obviously but just say yes to what they're asking you to do because you're gonna you're gonna be surprised at yourself of what ability you natural ability you have to even just fly an airplane um, i guess it's pretty safe to be in a simulator definitely <laughs> it is very safe but it's also so safe flying as well aviation nowadays is um safer than driving a car so really mm-hmm. okay I, or i guess it depends on who's dri- flying that is true <laughs> that, that is that, very that, true if you put me in it it might not be <laughs> that's a big factor <laughs> well now and so uh, you started off wanting to be air traffic control mm-hmm. and then decided to be a pilot. What made you change? I mean, the, I would think the pay is more in air traffic control. Yeah, so the story goes is I um, was about to go into college and I wanted to figure out um, what exactly I wanted to do because I originally was an anthropology major, which is a history. So I flew out a flight to California to see my brother because he was in the military out there and I looked up highest paid job in aviation and air traffic control popped up and so that's exactly what sent me into that first but then just the joy of flying I never realized how enjoyable it could be and I'm from um, West Tennessee so Jackson Tennessee and honestly I did not see much of a scope out there of someone to tell me that um, as a woman I could be a pilot so when I came to MTSU and I got to see the program even though I wasn't directly involved with it I knew that's exactly the industry I wanted to be in and so no matter if I maybe if, uh, you know, air traffic control or professional pilots kind of have a little bit of a different pay grade, I definitely think it was more so um, the fulfillment and the enjoyment that I get flying an airplane um, myself and, um, you know, the enjoyment that other people get traveling. So now, how long did it take you to get to the point where you could actually fly solo? Yeah. So I soloed. So I, I have a terrible um relation to this because I actually started my private pilot training, which is the initial training during COVID. So um, I actually got pushed back eight months into my training. That's how long it took me. So I probably soloed around four months, but Alyssa here could probably talk a little bit better on her experience when she first soloed in the time frame. But mine was a little bit longer than other people's, but um, we do lesson plans here um, through our flight training. Um, so it's syllabus training and you do a stage one and then you go through that first stage. And then once you get into your stage two, that's when you start soloing. So um, for students, that could typically be maybe roughly about 15 hours of flight time or 20 hours of flight time when they're starting to solo the aircraft for the first time. Alyssa, tell us a little about your time going to be a solo. And then also tell us, uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. I think we're okay on time. Uh, tell us about what you're looking forward to in the upcoming Air Race Classic. As She's the pilot for them. Yeah. For MTSU's team. Yeah, so my solo experience, I actually got earned my private pilot's license outside MTSU because I wanted to make sure that being a pilot was really the thing I wanted to do before I, you know, dedicated myself to four years of the degree. So I got my private pilot's license back in Olive Ranch, Mississippi, and it was a really good experience. I actually got to solo a plane for the first time when I was 16 years old. Um, after about, probably like Bree was saying, 15, 20 hours of dual flight time with my instructor. It was an amazing experience getting to be able to solo a plane at the same time you're just now able to start driving a car by yourself. So that was a lot of fun. And then um, with the air race, I really am most excited to start meeting 
other women who are in the profession and have been in it for a long time because the air race classic is an all-female air race where um there are no men uh flying in it but i'm super excited to meet the other women and ask them questions and um see how they got here as well as getting to uh, practice flying outside of a training environment because MTSU provides a very safe um, training environment. So it's going to be interesting uh, being able to go outside of that a little bit and get a taste of what's like kind of flying in the real world. And before we leave again, tell us when is the Air Classic? Yeah, so it's uh, June 20th through June 23rd. All right, and that is uh, starts where? It starts in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and then ends in Homestead, Florida. A long way. Yes. Uh, that's with any touchdowns for gas or anything? Or you yes. Up? Okay. So there's about eight stops in between those two. Um, so it kind of ranges going from Nebraska out to Arkansas, through Alabama, down to Florida. So Exciting times ahead. Mm-hmm. We'll be letting everybody know about the success of the Blue Raider team. Uh, the Thank wins. You. <laughs> You're going to win. Thank you. <laughs> Special thanks to Brianna McDonald, also with us today, Alicia Smith and Meredith Boardman. We're learning about fun things at MTSU, fun things that will make your future brighter. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us.